We're a new series called Mocking About Gifts of the Spirit, or we're talking about healing physically. I want us to keep in focus and in mind that it's always about God and His presence, okay? So the foundation that's built upon is a relationship foundation. It's a love foundation. It's not a, I'm going to get something from him if I'm a good boy or a good girl. It's not, I want a gift and I want to live for that gift. It's like there's something fundamentally going on relationally with me and with my, my father. And I love the series we just completed called uh, Renewal on declaring God's saying um, over our lives And we're choosing to declare things that we may not actually be experiencing now and that may actually oppose a belief in us. But we're saying, this is God, this is scripture, this is God's heart for me. So I'm I'm going to declare a higher truth. I'm going to declare a truth that's higher than my current experience. Like, I will always have solutions to my problems. That's, I'm declaring what God's word says, and we've used some of those scriptures. I will walk in complete health, even while I'm not walking in complete health. I'm producing fruit through the, through the work of my labor. Isn't always happening, but I declare those things, not so there, but so that I can hear it, so I can renew myself. Uh, transform my life by the renewal of my mind, okay? We're not just trying to manage our disease or our sickness or our sin. We're looking to be completely transformed because that's the promise in Scripture, even if I'm not living that right now. And that's where we get caught up in preaching a lot and in ministry is we actually share a gospel that we can actually comprehend and are living out currently. We're actually declaring something that without the Holy Spirit empowerment, we are unable to do it all. So when we declare that God wants to heal people and we still haven't seen healing, we don't stop declaring because our experience is we haven't seen healing. You know when your baby learns how to walk? I mean, Andrew just learned how to walk a few years ago. Lauren's going to be next. And when, when she gets up and she starts toddling and she falls down, you don't go, you stupid baby, you're never going to walk. You're never going to make it. Don't even try again. My belief system is that babies shouldn't walk. But, but babies are so sure they can walk, they just keep doing it and they fall and they get hurt. And we celebrate and you take a video now and put it on Facebook, right? We do that in ministry when we pray for healing. We're praying for healing, believing into something bigger than we are, even if we've not ever experienced it in our own life. If you read scripture, it's constantly there. And I'm going to share all it's going to come at the end. So I'm going to speak something. I'm going to speak a declaration over you. And um, and then I'm going to have one. We'll follow together. Uh, I speak pleasant words that are sweet to the soul and healing to my bones. I am wise And I bring healing. That's out of Proverbs 16 and Proverbs 12. So you speak pleasant words that are sweet to your soul, your emotions and your mind, and healing to your physical body. And you speak those words as we're talking about healing today. There's, you can say that over yourself. I speak. Even if most of your words are self-condemning, even if you feel awful as you say them, you still say them because you're saying... I will choose the higher truth of what my father tells me over what I'm actually experiencing. We ask our children to do that all the time. 
I don't want to go to school. I'm afraid. I don't want to get on the bus. I don't want to go to kindergarten. I don't want to have a babysitter. I don't want to meet them. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to do that. And we're like, trust me, trust me, trust me. And, and, and what we're saying is believe something that I already know to be true. Agree with me and they come in to experience it before you actually enjoy it. And then out of Psalms 103, God forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. So say this with me. God forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. And if we would go to that, and I'm, I'm thankful for doctors, I'm thankful to that first, that God forgives all my iniquities and heals all of my diseases. And we declare that, we sink it in, we let, that, we let it feel weird and bitter and not true for a while. When TV taught on declaration, he, it was really good. He said that the enemy has tricked us this, into saying that this is what's not true. What I'm actually believing and feeling and experiencing, that I'm alone, I'm rejected, everybody else is going to get healed but not me, everybody else is going to have a good life but not me. Every, that, that's, that's what we've, the enemy is saying to us, and we're believing the enemy over what our Father is saying to us. So... Uh, we're going to look at a word that means salvation. It's sozo, S-O-Z-O. You've, you've heard some of that word before. There's, there's a sozo training for inner healing. Uh, and we're going to go through a lot of scripture today. It means basically to be saved. To be sozoed means to be saved, which salvation to be saved means to be rescued. We often forget that our salvation is a rescue, a rescue from a place we used to live, a, a, a king we used to be in, in slavery under, and we've been rescued out of that place into a new into a new place. And salvation or sozo is a verb word; it's an action word. There's an act that's happening. You're actively have been pulled out from the one who hates you and hates your soul and want, and and mistreated you, mistreated your mind, mistreated your emotions, mistreated your body. And used you, and you've been rescued and pulled out of that. That's what this word sozo or sozoed means. But it's not just you've been rescued from Satan's power. It's that you've been, you've been taken out of one kingdom and put into another kingdom. A new kingdom that's ruled by somebody who says, come and be a part of my royal family. All right. So you're not only removed from Satan's power, but you're put into another power, another place, another position in the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. Most of us are okay with, I got saved. I'm out, I'm, I'm, I'm out from under the, the power of Satan. And now I just linger around here and wait until I die and go to heaven. We forget there's a kingdom of God that's meant to be happening here on earth. All right. And so we want to be aware of that when we're talking about sozo. Sozo is used over 110 times in the New Testament. And it's used in three different ways. I'm going to start with the three different ways and I'm going to clarify with scripture each of those three ways. First, sozo is most often associated with salvation. Simply being saved into eternal life from eternal damnation. So when, when we all... Almost all Christians of all definition of sozo, that it's a healing from salvation. It's, it's being saved. You're taken from eternal damnation into eternal life. 
The second one is the word sozo is a word used for healing or physical disease. So you can be sozoed, so you're saved from eternal, eternal damnation, and you can be sozoed, you can be healed of a physical disease. And it's, it, the, the word sozo in this physical healing is complete physical healing. So much that when it says that Jesus raised so and so, Lazarus from the dead, it says that he sozoed Lazarus. He saved Lazarus. Salvation happened in a different form, a form that's going to happen when we get raised from the dead. It happened at that time. So there's first, there's salvation of, uh, uh, from, for, into eternal life. Second is for physical healing. And third is being delivered from oppression. And specifically, demonic oppression. Not specifically, but two, the oppression of the demonic and the oppression of your, of your own soul. And so we'll, we'll talk about that maybe, maybe later. So there's three. There's sozoed, eternal salvation, eternal life, sozoed, healing, and sozoed, delivered. There's three different areas. There's a fullness in that, okay? There's a fullness of our salvation that we should be going, I want more. I want more. If you never know what to pray, they say, God, I want, more of my, I want more of your salvation. I want more of your peace. I want more of your... I want to see you more. I want to hear you more. I want to have more confidence in you, more trust in you. Just say, you can, that's always a great prayer. And, but we, we often get saved and then we stop drinking or we stop doing drugs. Or we, and then that's it. That's all we stop doing. We didn't then start doing something amazing and powerful in the kingdom. And... Uh, Sozo, to be saved, to walk in our salvation, covers us spirit, soul, and body. I want, us, I want us to really get that. And most of us will go, yeah, 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 yeah. But we leave it as just eternal life. There's something that's meant to be happening. Salvation, sozo, is the fullness of our relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. With, with spirit, soul, and body. So this for, I have a slide up here that did not turn out well, um, but you'll, you'll get some of the scripture references that I'm going to go over. It's the second slide on that that says God um, is in the business of salvation, which uh, I'm going to go over these scriptures. But so the salvation, this one that we can mostly have not a lot of argument over, even though in the last 15 years since the turn of this century, there's been an argument that everybody's going to get saved, that that got that that. That there's universalism, and we don't. Be, I don't believe in that. So that that's kind of gone to an extreme. But most of us would believe that salvation. Acts four twelve. He's talking to the elders and rulers of the churches at Jerusalem. He said, "Salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved." That word "saved" is sozoed. There's no other name. The way for complete. Salvation, our salvation is to be sozoed. And then Paul wrote in Romans in the second scripture in Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sozoed. You will be saved. There's an, there's, there, there's an eternal salvation. These are basic foundations to our orthodox Christianity that there's a salvation that happens upon our confession of faith in him. And then even to the church at Ephesus, in Ephesians 2.8, the last scripture up there, it says, For it is by grace you have been sozoed. So it's grace that you've been sozoed through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift from God. Okay? So that's the first one, that's salvation. The second one, God's in the business of healing. On the second slide, it's again three scriptures for each of these. 
There's a lot, there's a lot of words, and we're going to go over some of those phrases. We're going to go over five or six of the main things that push against God healing today. Now that now now there's still people that believe that all I'm sorry, all gifts ceased, that all gifts stopped. But now we have more of an ecumenical agreement that the Holy Spirit, that, that, that healing and deliverance might be possible. But we have a lot of language around physical healing that, that God only does it if he wants to do it. And he doesn't want to do it very often. And we shouldn't pray for healing. We should actually pray for God's will to be done. But this word sozo here is, it shows that part of our salvation is a physical healing. So I'm going to go through these and just talk briefly. So in Matthew 9.22, this is a woman with the issue of blood. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has sozoed you. Your faith has what? Not given her eternal life, but physically healed her. And the woman was healed. The woman was sozoed from that moment. So how do we receive eternal life? Through our faith. We have to receive it. It's not just God. It's not just. It's not just God going. You you have it. You get it, regardless of whether you want it or not. Healing, physical healing, physical sozo is a, is a receiving. There is faith involved. There's action involved on our part, but we do receive it, and we want to be pursuing the presence of God and the sozo. You've been healed is not based on her experience. Her experience up to that point is all these years of never being healed, of getting worse and worse and worse. And she senses something. She senses the presence of God. And then she hears she's been healed. And then we don't know, we don't, we don't know that she's actually healed at that point. But we believe that she's healed because he said, you're healed. And when he says we're healed, when he says you're sozoed, we're sozoed. Even if we then begin to experience the impact or the negativity of our sickness, we still believe we're healed. Our job is to continue to believe until we die. So if we have physical illness, we don't pray for two or three or four or five or ten years and then change the scripture, change theology that, oh, healing is not for me. God's actually given me sickness. God's actually given me disease to teach me something. We're going on and it's like, no, I believe God's my healer. God's my healer. God's my healer. God's my healer. But what we do is we get tired of, we get tired of declaring who God is and not seeing anything. But that's the walk of faith. God's my healer. God's my provider. You know these guys over in, in, in China that are arrested and put in prison? They're going, God's my provider. God's my healer. I, God loves me. They're getting beat. Guys hate them, and they lead them to the Lord. They don't say anything. But because of, because of what's coming through them, by the presence of God being in their cell, prison guards get saved. Why? Because their experience doesn't determine the reality of who their God is. Our experience constantly determines our reality. In fact, we make, we make really bad doctrine and really bad God is this way because we don't see healing. Instead of going, all right, he says it, I believe it, sozo includes, salvation includes healing. I'm going to go for my personal healing. I'm going I'm to pray for other people. And um, it's a harder thing to do, but it's the better thing to do. It's the God thing to do. 
All right, is to pursue that healing. And it's not, remember when we had the series renewal, it's not denying that I'm sick. It's not denying that I don't need healing. It's not denying that I don't need medicine. It's not denying anything. It's just declaring a higher reality that I'm believing towards. Before it happens to me, I begin to declare those things. In Mark chapter 6, verse 56, it says, And everywhere he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were sozoed, were healed, were sozoed, overflowed onto people in such a manner that they knew that on Wednesdays, after work, you went by H-E-B, and they met you in H-E-B looking for you because... They needed you to pray for them. That's the lifestyle that, that we are meant to live, that we're called into living. So when we go to work, we have normal places we go to work. And usually we see them as that's one part of my life. And then church is one part of my life. And my home is one part of my life. But we have one part of life, and that's spirit to spirit. And it overflows through our intellect and through our ability to produce something as a nurse or a plumber or an accountant or a school teacher. But, but our, our, our place is to be overflowing with healing. And I was sharing with Herman the other day that, uh, that since last, last January, I started reading more about prophetic things. And I'm not, I, don't have a, I don't think I have a prophetic gifting, but I do know that it says to ask to prophesy. And so I started doing that. I've done that in seasons before, but this was a, see, I started that and I have had more words of knowledge or prophetic words. I shared, I, I, I shared one with uh, the president of the, um, Tomball chamber of commerce that turned out super well. Uh, and it was a real, kind of, kind of funny how I got there. Um, but, but because I started reading scripture and okay, that's seen it, it's always been there. It's not just like, he's like, it's not like, oh, now it's my now less in January 2017. I'm going to give you more prophetic experiences. It's, it wasn't that. It's like, oh, now that you're open to it, now that your eyes are open, now that you're coming from a different perspective. And um, it's been the same in the last, uh, just this year for healing. Um, last year into this year, uh, I, I had to, we had to, for our, our old house, which sold, I had to get a, an AC man and and the guy that I called, and he's like, I'd love to get to it, but I can't. I'm going into surgery next week. I have a congen- you know, congenital problem, it's, it, and it's, I'm going to be out all week. And I was like, man, I'm sorry to hear that. And I, out of my mouth came, can I pray for you for healing over the phone? I've only met the guy like three times. He's worked on my air conditioner. He's a real nice young man. And, and uh, he said, absolutely. And I prayed for him. I prayed for peace. I had some, some stuff for his, I felt for his family and stuff like that. And um so it's not, it's not that that, it's not that that was just God's perfect timing. It was like his timing's always for us to be engaged in the world around us and to overflow. And when we did the Easter service of one of the pastors, Sergio, I, I, I shook his hand when he, when we were introduced and I could feel like his hand go like, like it broke. I was like, I was like, dude, that is weird. It's, it's like your hand just snapped. He goes, yeah, about three days ago, I, um, but when you're at an Easter service and somebody else asks to pray for you, you can't say no. <laughs> but the thing is, I've always had those opportunities. They're always there. 
It's just if I'm not aware, if I'm not aware that, hey, this is, God's in the business of salvation. We know that. We want people to come to the Lord. But, but we, if, we, if we don't believe that he's in the business of healing, we won't be asking for healing. We won't be believing it for ourselves. We won't be looking for areas to be praying over people for things to believe. And um, so this, this overflow at, at HEB or wherever, and, and it, it gets annoying, by the way. So you're, you're, you're somewhere. I'll use H-E-B because I go there a couple times a week. And you like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like be praying for my neighborhood, for my community. You know, I'm not like I'm going to like talk to everyone. And so I'm, I'm being pleasant. I'm being, and then something happens that just tweaks me. I mean, just like, like in a minute, I'm like, I was looking for somebody to pray for. Now I'm looking for somebody to kill because I'm so mad because the line's so long or because somebody cut. or do you got, Does it ever happen to you all where you lose your, it's just, just me and buddy. It's me and buddy. Thank you, buddy. And, um, but there's something, there's something about that, where we are as, uh, as people and it happens, it's meant to happen in our home and our friendships. It's meant to happen in our neighborhoods and, uh, we have to be looking for it and we have to be asking for it. You know, why did, why does the Paul, Paul say ask for, um, prophetically, but really it's those that ask for it. And, uh, and, th- and still in this, God is in the business of healing this Mark ten fifty two. It says, go, said Jesus, your faith has sozoed you, has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And so we have salvation, healing, and then this third one is deliverance. So in Luke 8, 36, I've got three scriptures for this also. All in different, I wanted to show you that there's all in different passages for this. So in um, Luke 8, 36... Those who had been who had seen it told the people how the demon possessed man had been cured, and that word there cured or healed or made whole is sozoed. It's sozoed. It's so it's 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 the it's kind of like it it rained today. It rained today mean it could mean we got ten inches, or it could mean it drizzled, or it could mean it rained over here where I was, but didn't get the rest. Of, so it has all these levels of meaning, and sozoed in our salvation has all these levels, deeper, deeper levels of healing. So a lot of people get saved, and then they seek God for some salvation. I'm sorry, some healing physically, even some prosperity might be in there, in phys- probably not in physical healing, but they want their life to be better, but they never go after their soul, their mind and their emotions, and the oppression and the possession. That The question we have in this one, because this is, you'll have people going, yes, eternal damnation to eternal life, absolutely. Yes, sickness to healing, Maybe. But being being delivered, where you're de- demonic, de- possessed by z- demons, to not possess, no way. Except the biggest problem is, is most of the world believes in demons. Industrialized world doesn't. Western Europe doesn't. Eastern Europe, Asia, Africa, all believe in the demonic. But we're so clever, we're so controlled. We have our theology so much against that that we then go to counselors and pharmaceuticals and life coaches, which I'm for all of those things, instead of going to the deliverer. Does that make sense? So this is, this is a harder one to get. But when we're looking at the fullness, of, I'm, I want the fullness of my salvation. 
I want the fullness of my inheritance from the Lord. I want the fullness of my inheritance from my, from my parents. You know what? I don't want the fullness of the inheritance from my parents. I want only the good stuff from my, my parents. Because <laughs> there's things passed down. So, and God passes down only good stuff. And I, he's, he's protecting me from the passing down of the generational things. But we want the fullness of our inheritance, don't we? You don't work all week or all month or all your two weeks whenever you get what, the rest. Squander the rest. Leave the rest. Now you go going, I want the fullness of what my work week provided for me. I want the fullness. Not only do I want the fullness, it tangibly, I mean, in the, in my, well, it's not in your hand anymore, is it? It's usually sent right to the bank, so you don't even see it. But you say, I want the, tan- I want, I want, I want the little bit better food. As Christians, we should be saying, I want the fullness of my inheritance. God, everything you have for me, just pour it, in, pour it into me. So it's in, it's in my hands, my head, my emotions, my, my physical body. I want the fullness of your salvation. Who wants the fullness of his salvation? All of us, yay. So it's, it's, um, it's a difficult thing, though, because we, we get stuck on what I'm already experiencing. So if you've been sick for 10 years, how do you start up saying um, uh, that God's my healer? Or if you've been uh, literally struggling with mind or emotion or demonic things, how do you, after 10 years, say, God's my deliverer? You have to just simply begin to choose that. And the contradiction is really tough. There's a, that's the battle that's going on in your mind. I'm experiencing sickness, and, I, and, 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 and you want me to declare that God's my healer, yet I'm experiencing sickness, and I say God's my healer, and the enemy punishes me because of what I've done or God's using it to get at me or, and so it's, it's, so you've got to like, it's, it's simple childlike faith. God is my healer, regardless of what's going on physically. God is my deliverer. No matter how much torment I'm going through, I literally like the martyrs did every generation as they're being burned this is the weirdest thing, isn't it? They're being burned, and they're actually in an ecstasy that's out of their body because they're so, they're so entranced and enchanted by God and the goodness of God to use them for his glory in their execution that they don't even feel the flames. So in, in that, and it goes back, it goes back to the, the, the Chinese pastors that are imprisoned there, it's so worth the sozo, the gospel, salvation, the fullness of salvation is so worth it that any price they pay is, is small, is very small. Yet often we don't even want to pay the price of I'm going to change my thoughts or I'm going to change a couple of my habits or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give some emphasis on these spiritual things I'm just going to keep going to the practical side of things. So in Jude, the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Um, That word there, rescue, is sozo. The Lord will sozo me from every evil attack. How about this as a declaration? I am rescued from every evil attack. You say it when you believe it. You say it when you don't believe it, and you say it while you're being attacked. I am rescued from every evil attack. I'm not rescued by, by somebody praying for me, and I'm not rescued by doing something, uh, but I'm rescued 
because I'm believing that he's going to bring that he's bringing me and has brought me safely into his kingdom and uh, that the Lord is rescuing me. In Jude 1 5, though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord sozo or delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. So the whole imagery of salvation is the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, the Passover lamb, the walking through the desert, the going through the Jordan, the walking into the promised land. It's the physical and spiritual and generational deliverance of a group of people of our spiritual ancestors, the Israelites. And um, that word to deliver is sozoed. So why do I go through all these scriptures for salvation, for sozo, for salvation, for healing, and for deliver to be convinced that when we come together, there's fullness available here. That when you come in and you're anxious, that you really are to come in and you're not to leave anxious anymore. In fact, you might not want to leave until you're not anxious anymore. You might not want to leave until you have some, uh, uh, at least an upgrade in hope. At least an upgrade in I feel loved and connected. And by the way, we can't make you feel loved and connected. And that, that I think that's one of the... That's one of the problems that's going on with church right now is you go to like a church and you go to church that you like and that's easy and it's 50 minutes and it's big and it's loud and you're inspired and the music is brilliant. And, but then you don't leave with God gave me something. God re- took, I gave God something and I took something. And really we're meant to do that. And so, so maybe when we come, not maybe, definitely when we come because we're in a season uh, all of this year, since the end of last year, specifically in this year, believing for physical healing. But it is for salvation. It is for people not being tormented any longer. It is for release of things that people have dealt with generationally for, for decades even. We're believing that God's doing something is going to do something. But we, we have to be convinced. Not me. Not Herman. Not Barbara. We, we have to come... And touch us and pray for us. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm the needy one. And have the body come in and give to us. I'm the one that needs a hug. And have the body come in and give us a hug. And so we have to, we have to be settled in our hearts and our minds. That there's more to our inheritance than we've lived out. And that's okay. But from this day on, we can go forward. And... Um, God's heart is for us to experience emotional, physical, relational healing to, to defeat generational bloodline curses, to, to defeat things that have plagued us for years, to release us from the burden of living in slavery. And this is the thing with, the, with, with, with Israel. They knew they were in slavery, but as soon as they got out, they wanted back in slavery. And we do that. A lot of us have been out of slavery and we go back into slavery because it's more comfortable. We know what the rules are in slavery. We don't know what the rules are as sons and daughters because they're relational dynamics and it's completely different. So we were in a government, a demonic government, and we go into a religious government, which is bad. We're really meant to go into a relational government where we're relating to governmentally, administratively, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with family members. And that's what we're... That, so when, you, when we minister and we're praying, and I'm going to ask you all to be praying every day in the next, all the way through the end of May, be praying for healing. 
be praying for. There's, there's a, not all of you are on Facebook. There's a Facebook page uh, called Humble Oil that's, that's got some, some healing quotes and stuff on it. And I can actually send those to you if you want me to. If you, if you just email me and I'll, I'll try to send those to you. Um, when I put those out, but just be praying for that. Be praying for people that you know that are sick. Be praying for them. Say, God, I want to see them healed and I want to be a part of their healing. I want a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge of what they're supposed to do. I want, I want to be woken up with a dream and I want to go to bed. Maybe, maybe instead of going to bed watching Netflix, you go to bed in, you know, envisioning. Do you guys do that? You go to bed envisioning like you're the hero in Vikings or you're the hero of something. Do you do that? This is just me. No, it can't be. How do you guys go to bed? I mean, I go to bed. I'm like, I'm all, you know, you're always a hero and you're in. But maybe if we go to bed that we're actually like, like biblical heroes that we're actually bringing people into the fullness of, of, of God's goodness and we're, we're overflowing in those areas. And uh, I'm going I'm to end right here with uh, Luke 19, 9 through 10. Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. He came to seek and to save. He came to sozo what was lost. So Jesus, the Father God, our Father, sent our older brother to the earth to bring salvation, healing, and deliverance to people. To bring them from darkness into light. And this is the thing. You and I have received that same call as our brother did. We have that same call. So in John twenty twenty one it says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So we're, we're sent to our jobs, to this church, to, to when people walk in. You know, we don't, we don't walk in going, I hope the service is good. I hope the worship's good. I hope Stevie's on tune or in. I, think, I don't know if it's on tune or in tune. I'm so out of tune with that. But I, I hope they sing songs I like. I hope they do what I want Instead of, man, I wonder, I wonder if there's somebody who needs to be saved. I hope somebody needs to be prayed for healing today. God, I hope somebody needs prayer for healing. God, give me a word when I come to church that when I see a person, give me a dream when I see that person, I know exactly who they are and what you, how you want to love them that day. And let me, let me come with a prophetic word or a word of knowledge. Let me, let me live in that. And it's not a life of turmoil or anxiousness. Or performance is actually the life. I'm just asking you this this week and through the end of May. So April and May, we've got we've got special speaker. We've got Jim coming this week. Stevie's going to speak in May, and we might have somebody else in May. But but it's be praying for for Sozo. Be praying for salvation. The people will be brought into the family of God for physical healing and for deliverance. In Jesus' name. So, Father God, we just just speak and, and, and declare your peace over us as a people, Father God, that, that we would not be afraid to ask for gifts. We would not be afraid to ask for more. We would not be afraid to declare your goodness in the middle of our bad lives. We would not be afraid or nervous or feel foolish when we declare you are our provider when we're not provided for. You are our healer when we're not healed for. That we would declare, uh, we would sim- simply... Even foolishly, as Paul says, as little children, as Jesus said, we would declare your goodness. No matter what we're experiencing, no matter what's going on, we say that what you say is more true than what we say. We say that what you say is more true than what we're experiencing right now. And in Jesus' name, by the power of the blood of Jesus, we bind up fear 
anxiousness, doubt, and wrong control. We bind up wrong self-control that puts us in control instead of that we cast it out. And we say we're going to be people that are fully sozoed, fully saved, walking in salvation, offering, overflowing to the people around us the goodness of the Lord. In your son's name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.